I don't know. I didn't know what I was buying, guys. I really didn't. You buy- <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Buyer's remorse. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast and a a wristwatch watching podcast. We have got one man here that I've never seen as nervous as I have than I do right now. Uh, I'm joined by Christian. Yeah. Uh, Big Mike. Yep. And the man checking his stopwatch, Tolbert. Tolbert. Do I look that nervous? You look so nervous right now. You even you, look like you trimmed up your beard so your baby doesn't see the 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 uh, the, the big beard. You look very nice and svelte. I will I, I will say Tolbert has like he already has a little bit of the glass eyed look. Like that might be the weed, but it, you look a little <laughs> like you're just kind of waiting. Uh, yeah, um, just waiting. We're officially a day past the due date. Um, you know, the glass I look might probably just comes from <clears throat> working all weekend. Um, oh, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just the waiting game now. And so I was going to ask you, Tolbert, is Katie, since you guys are at and around the due date, right? Does Katie require sobriety from you to drive her to the hospital? <laughs> Uh, mo- moderate sobriety. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just asking. So you're allowed a beer or two. You're not allowed to get drunk. You, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you have to drive the car. You have to remain cognizant enough yeah. to drive 90 miles per hour down Market Street to get to the 17th Street and then get to New Hanover Regional Medical Center. Correct? Yeah, yeah. I've got my route. I know the route very well. Um, drive it every week for doctor's appointments. I've practiced it. Uh, you know, and I, I kind of cap it at uh, kind of cap it at three beers and go to bed early lately. Um, honestly, man, I've had I've had one day off the past two weeks, so I haven't really had time to really do anything. Is it almost like when you were a child and uh, the 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 guy in the dog costume with the fire department hat on comes in and tells you that you must have a family plan in case of an emergency fire at your house, and then yeah. you. You for one week you're like mom, dad. We gotta have a fire plan. We gotta have a fire plan. And then you guys practice it once and then forget about it for the rest of your life. Um, yeah, pretty similar to that. But I've got a, at least we have the suitcase packed, ready to go by the door. You gotta go uh, back. Yeah, gotta go back, man. I'm, I'm very confident in our skills to uh, get to the hospital. I, w- I will say, Tobert, you will have a period of time to self-reflect from the time you drop Katie off to the time you park the car she'll have to go into that like triage area and you'll be trying to one depending on what time of day it is you'll have a hard time finding parking and two take your pen with you because you can actually take a couple hits in there before you head inside (laughs) tobert can we um like put on cats in the cradle by harry or not harry nielsen by uh whatever his name is playing in the background the whole time my child arrived just the other day. You can, but I, I plan on being a lot more present father than that uh, than that song. <laughs> <laughs> Going to a guar show. <laughs> I just don't know. The boy grew up just like me. The girl grew up just like me. All right. Well, there you go. So, so Tolbert, you are uh, you, you look more relaxed than I would have figured um yeah that's what crushing anxiety does to you oh uh, believe me (laughs) tolbert that you're talking to somebody who has dealt with that his entire life yeah Yeah, tolbert has an impending thing that's coming you just kind of getting anxious about the world yeah yeah yeah. we're not going to be able to survive past our age 50 y'all i hope you guys know that climate change is real are you saying 50 for y'all or 50 for me well, 50 for you, it would be like 40 for you, right? Okay. Aren't you 10 years younger than us? Yes. I think. I don't know. Oh, how old are you, Cookie? 28. Uh, you're a little younger. A little little less than 10 years. Uh, so, Talbert, anything else? Are, are you, you, you went thrifting this week. What else did you do this week? I did go thrifting this week. Uh, finished up some uh, Christmas shopping. 
uh, you know, cleaning the house, you know, make sure everything's ready for the parents to just come on over and, uh, and, and stay for a little bit, uh, stuff like that, you know, last minute nesting plans, uh, all, all that kind of stuff, all the while working through the holiday rush. Yeah. How's that been? Has it been busy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, lots of people out partying, um, you know, this time of year, people go a lot harder in the paint, uh, when they're out and they've also been pre-gaming a lot more. So I've seen a lot of grown adults like throw up in the middle of a, a, a barroom floor, um, you know, pass out, follow all over the place. Um, I did almost have to fight a guy the other day. That was pretty funny. Wait, wait, why? What happened? <laughs> because another drunk guy tried to buy him rumplement shots and I gave him the, you know, hand across the neck kind of secretly saying that, hey, I've cut this gentleman off. He's not getting any rumplement shots. And he got very upset that I told another gentleman to, uh, you know, not give him anything. And uh, he said to me that he was going to come across the bar um, and, and fix that for me. <laughs> <laughs> and my response was, come on, motherfucker, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fateful of you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, all good, though. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Big Mike. What more did I do this week or what? Yes. What, 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 what have you done this week? Uh, well, so I'm on, unlike, I mean, similar to Tolbert, I, I did work the weekend. I'm on like day, I worked six days in a row. I got tomorrow to go and then I'm heading out for Christmas. Um, you know, kind of exciting week. The Steelers beat the Titans in a terrible, ugly game. Um, Tiger Woods made his professional golf debut after his um, car accident. So I, I was I was in kind of high spirits going into the weekend, going into work, and then uh, and then I got shit on my leg um, from a patient. Karma. Yeah, excuse me. And and I had this like crushing realization that all of us and almost everybody we love will eventually be sitting in a hospital room and either shit or piss themselves and just sit in it, whether it's due to willful ignorance or malicious, you know, capitalism or whatever it might be, but we will eventually just soil ourselves and have to sit in it. Not if the climate change happens first, Mike. Uh, let, let, let's hope. Let's hope that may be a better thing. I felt so bad. This guy was like 98 years old. I walk into his room and he's like, I got to poop. I'm like, all right, man, I know you're not strong enough to walk to the bathroom. Let me go grab like a bedside commode. And he we go to do the transfer and he had already kind of pooped. Um, and so it's just like splatters all over the floor and just gets on my leg. And I felt really, really bad because this guy probably is a world war two vet and he just sat there and pooped himself. But if he was a draft dodger though, you wouldn't feel as bad, right? <laughs> I don't think they did dro- dodge the draft back in the, no, they, they were very, well, that's the greatest generation brother. Yeah, They were very <laughs> ready to go kill some Nazis. What if he was just eating sloppy steaks, at some old diner. <laughs> It was just being a real piece of shit. <laughs> he is no, but it's, uh, it is really kind of crushing how what it's such a variable age group. You know, I had two people today just just sitting in their own waist and like not even a care in the world. And you're just like, what what happened to you? Like, why? Why do you not care? And I think it's just once you hit a certain, you know, mental faculty or whatever, you just like stop giving a shit and you just let it sit in your waist. And then you give a shit. And then you give somebody else a shit to clean up. It's, a, it's sad. Hospital was sad this week, I will say. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. well I got yeah. shit on my leg. What do you want me to say? I was super excited about the weekend and then I got shit on my leg. All right. Well, uh, Cookie, <laughs> how yeah. was your week? Well, I did not get shit on my leg. Um, but you know what? The, the Titans. It wasn't even my shit. If it was my shit, it would make more sense. Are you done? If it was my kid's shit. I'd be happier. Another Any adult. I don't even know. What if it was OP life. shit? What if it was OP shit? Would you be cool with it? I mean, I wouldn't be happy, but, you know, life's, you know, a box of chocolates or whatever. <laughs> um, All <sure>. right. <laughs> anyway, back, back to what I was saying. Uh, Oh, the Titans. The Titans shit all over my hopes and dreams today when they lost, unfortunately. Um, but hook a crook is what I will say, but hook a crook to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Um, other than that, my grades came in, Aaron, and I got three A's and two B's. So feeling real good right now. Does your program not give uh, D's or F's? Yeah, that's not, no, you're out basically. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. So I was just making sure because our, our program did that as well. If I'm, glad, you get, I'm glad to hear your botch on the paper cookie did not catastrophically like affect, affect the rest of your. Hey, it got me in the second half. I'm not going to lie, but I had him in the first. I don't think you had him at all. I think that he I, definitely <laughs> read through your bullshit. It's like cookies that no child left behind generation. So he's just like, he's like, fuck, man, I can't let this guy fail. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on. Come on, man. Keep on, make it up next drag time. Him <laughs> drag him on. I, I definitely failed a lot growing up. So, Cookie, anything else? Are you what, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, I'm I'm chilling here, man, because you know tickets to Wilmington are they're pretty pricey. I didn't realize how crazy they were. Yeah, but you were going to buy a ticket to go to Wrestlecade <laughs> a day of the us leaving. Yeah, I was I was crazy enough to do that back then because I had a little bit more money. But now it's just like, yeah, that's not smart. It's funny because <laughs> Cookie is the guy who like drove to Colorado and back. Twice, right? Like within a week span. Yep. And now he's like, "Fuck it, I'm not going home." <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> Thanks, Cookie. We just, miss you too. I miss you guys so much. You know that. Come on now, don't do this to me. It's all right, Cookie. I'm not going to be here, so it's cool. And Tober's going to have a baby, and we, we wouldn't have got together anyway. I'll give you the code to Mike's house. You can stay on his uh, on, on the couch if you need. On the to. couch. That's fine. I live by the airport, man. You can just you know catch an Uber real quick. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, what did I do this week? I, I saw Spider-Man on Friday night. Oh, oh yeah, I did Cookie. too. Fuck, I forgot. I did too. I just saw Spider-Man last night. Cookie, uh, being somebody that is an Andrew Garf, you grew so my Spider-Man as a child. My uh, hold on, my Spider-Man as a child was Toby Maguire. Yes. Your Spider-Man as a child. No, 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 no. Don't was you dare Andrew say Garfield. Do, do not dare say that because I've had intense arguments with Chase and with Diane. I do not like Andrew Garfield. Wait, so you're, telling me, is my you're telling me that Chase is an Andrew Garfield fan. That yes. is his favorite Spider-Man. You know, he loves Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland. You guys realize, Garfield a lot. like, you know, when you like walk in your house, Aaron, you start talking to Terry, Tolbert, you start talking to Snuffy. Me, I, I start yelling at Opie. Like, that's Cookie arguing with Chase about the Spider-Man thing. Yes. And is, did, did Chase respond, or did he just let you yell at him about it? Oh, no, no, no. He responded. He, he responded by telling me that – well, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but he responded by telling me that Tobey Maguire is, quote, a pussy. That's what he <laughs> said. <laughs> Why? He's a – No spoilers. No, 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 he's not a, like, he's, uh, I, I, can't, I don't want to give any spoilers away. I don't want to give, I can't give any spoilers away, but he called him a pussy <laughs> multiple times, several times. He said, my Spider-Man is greater and stronger. Okay. Funny. So this is during more funny. He says he's more funny. He's, I'm he like that. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't have to be more funny. I don't, I, I, Tobey Maguire had some of the best Spider-Man, Spider-Man two is still the top greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. I really enjoy Tom Holland. I, or what is that his name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yes. I, I like really him. like him. I think he's a good Spider-Man. Well, he's like, he's like that good an angsty teenager. Yeah. Like, it's phenomenal. But Tobey Maguire was a good to great Spider-Man after Spider-Man two. Uh, he could do no wrong until Spider-Man three came out. And then yeah. I no longer liked that's Spider-Man anymore. I, I mean, William Dafoe, the Green Goblin, that's by incredible. far. Absolutely, Absolutely incredible. Jasmine and I had this discussion. So Jasmine had never seen a Spider-Man movie until Friday. She watched both of the Tom Holland ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, she then watched, we went to the movie theater to go see Far From Home. Oh, no, no, no. It's not Far From no Home. Way. It's No Way Home. No, no way, way Home. Can we collectively say fuck Sony? Yes. Yeah, it, it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's been bullshit. So like we can't you can't literally find it anywhere to stream like in the world of streaming. Like that's one reason I haven't gone seeing the movie because I want to see the other one. So I know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And, and Jasmine, if she did not watch the second one, she would have not known anything that was going on in the Spider-Man movie. 
I um, will say, I will say, quick side note, I watched Venom as well for the first time. Venom was a pretty good movie, in my opinion. Okay. Tom Hardy. It looks terrible. It's, it looks bad, but it's not that bad. Did you also watch Home Alone 3 right after that? All right, moving on to the next topic. He watched it before so he can, like, ground his... So anything's better than that, so... I will tell you guys, to get into the Christmas spirit, I watched some movie on HBO Max called 8-Bit Christmas. Very enjoyable. If you guys get wow. a chance, it's a very good Christmas movie. I thought you were going to shit on it and say that it was similar to Home Alone 3. I, I feel that it's it's similar to a Christmas story, but yeah. they're going for an NES instead of a Red Ryder BB gun. And I kind of mm-hmm. related to that a little bit more. I, I saw something that... Uh, was kind of like Home Alone 3, and that was the shit on my leg that today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very similar. I will I will still uh, refer back to Barstool, putting Home Alone 3 in their top 10 Christmas That list. was the shittiest Christmas movie list I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah that was pretty terrible. Yeah. Like, Bar- literally, it's like, bro, stupid, your generation kids. Wow. Just wow, guys. Wow. Yeah. You sound like grandpas right now. I hate these young kids. However, it's like that group of people that are trying to latch on to being a millennial, even though you're Gen Z. Speaking of Gen Z, did anybody see Jake Paul get knocked the fuck out last night? I wish. Jake Paul, I thought he knocked that No, no, out. no. He knocked Tyrone, Tyrone Woodley. Woodley. Oh, my out. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the picture of that guy taking a nap on the mat. I'm like, it was, a, right. it was a great knockout, too. Officially, yeah, it was like, a great one. Jake Paul needs to actually box like a real boxer at this point. I'll tell you, he should go against Derek Lewis. I think Derek Lewis uh, might have Jake Paul's number. Somebody, any, any like legitimate actual boxer. No, Mike, you would love uh, Derek Lewis. He calls himself the Black Beast, and um, he is a heavyweight monster in UFC. He had a fight last night. He took his huh. cup off after the fight, threw it into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he's for somebody to take and sell on eBay. He's that, incredible. That's cool, but again, Jake Paul's not fighting boxers. He's fighting mixed martial artists. Yeah, but Derek Lewis would destroy him. You, you can't say that because Jake Paul. No, no, no. He, he would destroy yeah, him. Yeah, Derek Lewis. Would I'm just saying if you train us, if you specialize in a single area, you are better than somebody who is a multi-talented person. Yes, I could see that. Yes. In that specific area most of the time. Yes. I want to see him box a real person. I won't buy a fight until I see him, until he actually is boxing a real. Yeah, adult. I'm not going to buy a fight ever. He said so. Canelo, Canelo in two years. That's what he said. Yeah, but Canelo is like a lightweight, and Jake Paul's like a heavy, like a middleweight, isn't he? He's yeah, he's decent size. Different. I think he's like six foot three or something. Isn't Canelo like thirty eight years old too. Yeah, he's also older. I don't like, know why. That's he's what I'm saying. Out. Like Jake Paul's like twenty seven. He's I don't know bullshitting. The fuck out of here. It's the sweet science. Speaking of the sweet science, we have got one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time <laughs> on today. Uh, you guys giggle a little bit. We talked about the one, two, three kid last week. Uh, did you guys know that if you add one plus two plus three, what does that equal cookie? That equals six. Six. Uh, and if you find out, who was the sixth member of the NWO? Tolbert, do you know? Um, apparently X-Pac before X-Pac. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Six. <laughs> so I decided to, to throw you guys a little bit of a curveball. This is a very half-ass uh, three matches because they're only six minutes apiece. Each match very quick. Uh, we are talking about one Sean Waltman today. I don't think that Sean's WCW career gets much uh, gets much publicity. And uh, I, it's either the one, two, three kid or X-Pac. You always hear about that. Not a well, lot of people talk about six. I think he was overshadowed by, you know, all those other big egos. Uh, very much so. Yeah. So an uh, actual physical stature of the other gentleman in the NWO. And we'll talk about it in a little bit. Compared to like Rey Mysterio, like he's not very small. No, correct. He's, yeah, actually, that, that plays a lot into my match. Yeah, he's also so, like six foot tall. I think yeah, he, he's saying. he's not small. He, he's a decent sized guy, and and he can work when he's not in rehab. Apparently, the reason why one of the reasons why he left WWF at the time was he was doing drugs. He went to 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 <laughs> so um, was Scott. All Kevin Nash. They all. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's some drug use, but you know, he went to rehab for his nose. Yeah, hurt my nose. Hurt my nose. 
<laughs> Anyways, let's talk about some wrestling. All right, for the first matchup of the evening, Big Mike, you have got one, six against Rey Mysterio. Correct. This is, I don't have an exact date, but it's in 1997, sometime before May 18th. Uh, because May 18th was going to be Slamboree, it's going to be Ric Flair's uh, return to professional wrestling, all that big stuff. But this, and this is some kind of lead up to it. It is for a championship. And I was going to give you guys that match. I was going to give one of you that match, the, the Ric Flair match, because I think it was Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, and Kevin Green against yeah. six. Uh, Scott Hall. Scott, Scott Hall and Kevin, and Kevin Nash. Nash. Yeah. And uh, so it's sometime before that, 1997. So like peak WCW, NWO kind of stuff. Um, we've got Tony, Mike Tanay, and then Bobby. The brain hanging that's what I was going to say. I thought it was Heenan, but I wasn't sure. Oh, that's definitely Heenan. On commentary, we've got our boy Randy Anderson in his full Kenny Powers look. A little chubby, a little stout, still got the flow. Um, and I was, I'll start by saying this. Um, I'm clearly still a little green because I totally didn't get the six reference until Aaron brought it up. And then um, like the one plus two plus three. And then Rey Mysterio is out there, and he's got question marks on his pants. And I go, huh, question marks, weird. Oh, damn, <laughs> Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Get it now. You got yeah. it. Um, yeah, so it took me a little bit to get I love it. It's a good little dad pun. Caught me off guard. I got a little chuckle. Um, so apparently the, the deal with the NWO at this time is they can defend their title at any place, anywhere. They can also choose to go after any title, any place, anywhere. Is this? Yeah, it was all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, is this after Bischoff joined the NWO? Yeah, like the, the whole thing at this point was just like, it I mean, was, they could do whatever they wanted to do. I'm all about, you know, pouring gasoline on a fire, I guess. I mean, if it's hot, like fucking ride and rock and roll and, you know, take it to the moon. Clearly, they. it was more than a flash on a pan, but this already sounds like the makings of what we know happened eventually which is like, you can't just keep this kind of train rolling. Like you got to have stories and all that. Very, stuff. very messy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, eventually run out of gas. Um, so talking about how big or how much bigger Sean Waltman actually looked compared to Ray Mysterio. This is like pre big Jack Ray Mysterio. He's definitely still like a, what was it? Like a Walter. No, what is it? What are they called? Cruiserweight. Uh, Cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. That's the word. Um, I think he was also like maybe 19 or 20. Yeah. So it, the cool thing about this match, I mean, like Aaron said, I think the total match length in the ring work is about six minutes. Um, Is so, so Sean Waltman, normally we see him X-Pac one, two, three kid, kind of like this guy who does a little bit more of the flippy shit, high flying kind of thing as a contrast to the big body guy. Um, And that, you know, the, the Scott Hall matches are the ones that, you know, come to your head when you think of that. And so in this match, six is working as the base. So it was pretty freaking cool to see. Um, Mysterio did a couple of rope works and kind of flashy things that, yeah, well, or, um, six is is kind of just being sturdy for and being the groundwork for. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It, it talks to, you know, his ability to actually wrestle, um, which is kind of cool. We do get some of that, that hammy, healy, kind of kind of work from him he grabs a couple of rest holds slows it down grabs the ropes really cranks on mysterio um at one point randy anderson gets pissed because he's holding on to the rope and he kicks six arm uh, i thought that was cool got nice to see you know kenny powers getting getting his work in too um but as what from what i know and much of what we've covered of the wcw nwo era um, you know, Kevin Nash is going to get his shit in, right? And uh, so eventually Mysterio does these, these great moves. Moves. It looked like a spike rana into a hurricane rana off the top post, throws six out of the ring, and then Kevin Nash with his big lumbering self comes in there, gives him the big boot, 
clearly it just knocks him out because he's just this puny, tiny little cruiserweight. And Kevin Nash is such a big behemoth of a man, so powerful. Um, and then Six gets in the ring and pins him. Poor Mysterio goes out on a stretcher. Uh, it was a whole big thing. I'm glad he's, you know, he was able to survive and and potentially, you know, pr- foster a child with Vicky. And that was Eddie's child. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, Dominic. And all that. What, one thing I you you have to suspend disbelief a little bit. Um, Randy Anderson is counting out six. And behind him is Ray Mysterio. Like, yeah, get him, dad. Count it to 10. Yeah. And when uh, Nash comes in and does it, Randy Anderson does not feel the impact of Rey Mysterio getting slammed against the canvas or sees him roll in front of him just dead limp in front of Randy Anderson. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, you know, refs aren't infallible. I mean, they, they, they make mistakes. So sometimes you know, he's focusing on the guy on the outside of the ring. Maybe he doesn't see what's happening on the inside or doesn't feel it. Um, Ultimately, you know, NWO goes over in whatever championship this was. So they also made mention of maybe one of my favorite incidences uh, against Rey Mysterio, and they call it the lawn dart incident. Yeah. Uh, the, the week before, Kevin Nash the- picked up Rey Mysterio and threw him uh, head first into the production van, yeah. maybe one of the greatest gifts in professional wrestling history. Yeah, and 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 they actually yeah did a little move to it where Ray was up in the air and in six like kind of darts him into the 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 mat. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't realize that was the, the previous week. Yeah. But you know, again, props to Ray Mysterio for being a a professional and just a human rag doll. Um, because it, it, it was a decent little match. Uh, Tolbert says that a lot. It was a decent little match. I will Anything say this, else? Was some yes. of, this was some of the quickest EMS service I've ever seen in my life. But <laughs> they got that gurney to the ring as quick as possible. Yeah, you know, I can't talk to the quality. Um, I mean, most of the time, these kind of people are going to be ringside, ready to go, ready to rock, right? Yeah. I will speak to the, 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 um, the quick-natured that they were able to get him on the spine board. Most of the time, you're going to want to take a little bit more time rolling a man over, uh, making sure he's breathing, doing all, checking all your vitals, that sort of thing, before you strap him to the board. And then they loosely strap him to the board. They do not secure his head or neck, and they kind of just slide him outside the ring while he's all shaking and shit. So probably not the best um, medical team. It, it would really probably make more sense if they just said, hey, medical team, go, go spine board that guy real fast. Poor Rey Mysterio. That, that's why his career has been cut so short. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that guy, I don't think he ever wrestled again. Never. Sad story. Anything yeah. else, Mike? Um, no. Good little match. All right, for the strong style, Cookie, you have got one, six against, and I'm going to say that for everything. You've got one, six against the Lionheart, Chris Jericho. Now, um, Aaron, I I realize this. I realize this more so in Tober's match, but I used to to love X-Pac back in the day. He had the bandana. He had that, like, kind of like that swagger to him or whatever. But in Tober's match, I noticed that he had thug written across his, his, <laughs> his singlet and i was like wait a minute okay six pac two pac i'm putting it all together and i'm like wow he the the, the <laughs> this guy this white guy with the squirrely hair is the only person in the 90s that did a thug life gimmick false kind of who else did it oh Conan. tracy smothers oh shit trust me. oh yeah tracy smothers did do it as well do you see a trend here, Aaron? Do you see, like, Ahmed Johnson could have done this and maybe he could have gotten it over. What do you think? Yeah, but Tracy Smothers, though, I think it, it perfected the thug, the thug gimmick. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone could actually outdo that gimmick, honestly. Unless yeah. you, like, maybe need that. You know, it, it's a very, uh, it, it's very indicative of the 90s, how he acts. He's the bad boy, the Bart Simpson of yeah. the NWO, if, if you will. 
He's the guy with the backwards bandana. He's telling people to suck it. And yeah, yeah, he's that guy. He's rock and roll at the moment. Right. Um, and I don't know if you did this on purpose or not, but uh, I doubt it. But for the podcast, I'll just say that you did. You gave me a match that actually, actually falls on my birthday. On really? Yeah. So I literally turned four years old at, at, during this match or at, at this match, this day, whatever you want to say. Um, so this is really cool to watch because obviously six, I used to love six spot growing up and Chris Jericho is still a legend to this day. So this was really cool to watch. Um, and Jericho and six definitely like, like I said, two of my favorites during this era. So let's just go ahead and get to the countdown. Cause I don't know where I was going with that. Cookies top four, number one, number one, control that heel kick six. Jesus. Like six Pac almost he, he's out here swinging for the fences. Like he's looking like, He's he's going for that one hit KO, much like Tyron Wood. Oh, sorry, not Tyron Woodley. Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Jake Paul, <laughs> or you could say I guess Derek Lewis as well. Knocking. I mean, like moment. It was a moment of silence. We need to take a moment of silence. Sorry, for Tyron Woodley's career. Now let's take one more moment of silence for his uh, boxing career. The man got paid two million dollars. Uh, yeah, so he's gonna be fine. He's fine. He's, he's definitely going to be fine, but he's never going to step back into a ring. Or at least he anybody should. can come up and knock me out for $2 million. Yes. And so uh, do, you, do you feel like you would, like, lose something by getting knocked out in front of a, an audience of your No. Peers? I'd probably lose my bowels and shit my pants. <laughs> that would be fun. Once I had $2 million, I'd be fine for that. <laughs> definitely would be worth it. I would definitely take uh, a punch from Mike Tyson right now for $2 million. I'd shit my pants all the way to the bank. A hundred percent. Number two, the Bronco Buster. For those at home, a grown man, AKA six told another grown ass man, Chris Jericho. Hey, listen, I want to hit this move where you're sitting in the corner. Right. And then I run in and I bounce up and down on your chest with my junk in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Aaron, think quick, stink face or Bronco Buster for 10 seconds each. Which one would you do? Bronco Buster. Yeah, he, uh, he did that in my match too to Ray. It's, it's very interesting. It's one of those gimmicks that I'm like, I don't, I don't think I could do it. I, 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 yeah, I you, you would take it from Bull Nakano. Yeah, absolutely. That's a different story, Mike. I'd take it from Thunder Rosa. Jay Cargill, we'll keep throwing up names. <laughs> I'm, 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 stepping over. <laughs> I'm stepping on Tolbert. <laughs> Number three. All right. Uh, so Jericho used to have some bunnies back in the day. Not a lot, but he had a couple of bunnies. I mean, if you can run and jump to the top rope with no hands, I have to tip my hat off to you. He follows it up by doing like a plancha over the top rope, albeit his foot almost catches the top rope. He still clears it. Jericho, hell of an athlete. Six. Also, I want to talk, uh, point this out real quick. Six and Chris Jericho are not cruiserweights whatsoever. No. Not at all. They're two like six foot like probably 200 pound guys like going at it in the cruiserweight division or whatever. And um, uh, let's go ahead and point this out as well. Scott Hall is on the outside. He's with, he's wearing crutches for, or he's a uh, rocking crutches right now. Don't yeah. He's why. trying to get uh, painkillers uh, from, from the <laughs> crooked doctor in the back. That's what it is. That makes a lot of sense. Well, let's, hey, uh, yo, uh, you got any uh, perks? <laughs> well, Aaron, what is it called when they throw the, uh, was it called the bomb, H bomb, or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> That's what he was bomb me, dude. He's probably out there on the H bomb, probably. Who knows? But honorable mention, Jericho created the swing, guys. I don't know if it's true or not. That's it probably right. isn't. But my brain has only seen Cesaro and now Chris Jericho perform the maneuver. So on behalf of Chris Jericho to Cesaro, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's let's go to number four. Number four. Scott Hall interfering in this match, waving his crutch around in the air like he just doesn't care. But beyond that, he quarters the referee. Did you notice this? He cornered the referee yeah, with his it, crutch. Yeah. Untucks yeah. his shirt and then starts playing with his belly fat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know what was happening behind that because all I saw was Scott Hall going A.O. with his crutch and then play, using, his crutch, using the crutch with his left hand and then playing with, uh, what's his name, Scott Dickinson. 
Scott yeah, Dickinson's his, his belly. belly yeah. With his right hand. His big um, smooth belly. Uh, I've never seen that before. Aaron, have you seen that before? I have not. No. Uh, I just imagine he was going, hey, tubby, 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 tubby <laughs> the entire time. He almost pink bellied him. Did, did you guys ever get pink bellied as a kid? What is that? Is that when it's, you get slapped? It's when you just slap their belly and then their belly's pink. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I'm black, so I, I mean. <laughs> too dark browner, that, browner belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, browner belly, exactly. Uh, anyway, match ends in a no contest like all WCW matches did in, in the late 1990s. Uh, Zabisco and Lex Luger come out. I don't know what was going on with that. So apparently this is right before Lex Luger turns. To the NWO, right? Yes. So, okay. Aaron, how many people were a part of the, the NWO and how many people were a part of WCW? Because I'm starting to believe that it was like 95% NWO. Yeah, it, it did come. It, it became ridiculous at one point, yes. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it really does. Um, but anyway, this was, again, I guess like Mike said, it was a fun little match. Um, a lot of back and forth between these two. Uh they both got their stuff in. It was six minutes and it was on Monday Night Nitro. So it was pretty solid. And it was on my birthday. So I'll give it three and a half cookies. The tubby spot, though, the Scott Dickinson part really carried this match for me. <laughs> that was plus one and a half cookies. Absolutely. Because I've never seen a spot like that before. It's almost like the Dusty Roads and uh, the Bunkhole spot. <laughs> the Bunkhole spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> To the man that has just been staring and in an existential uh, frown <laughs> on his face for the last uh, thirty minutes, uh, Tolbert. Yes. You have got one six and Vincent against uh, perhaps maybe the greatest tag team uh, in the history of professional wrestling, the Southern Posse. Yes, of the but, generation. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, I was like, Southern Posse, who are these guys? Oh, that's who those guys are. They look exactly like I thought they would look like. <laughs> I think that one, the, the guy who is my favorite of the two, his last name was Trout. <laughs> yes, it was. It was Trout. It was Trout, Trout something. It's yeah. like Steve Trout. And I'm like, that. he looks like a Steve Trout. Oh, this is a, this is a beautiful time for wrestling. This is, uh, this is 1997. Uh, WCW Studio Wrestling. Let me set the stage for you, boys. Uh, top of the charts right now are Meredith Brooks' bitch. Uh, <laughs> make me want to buy Usher. Umbop by Hanson. Yes. Foolish Games by Jewel. Uh, they're tearing me. They're tearing <laughs> me. They're tearing me apart. Those foolish yeah. games. Yeah, and NWO is uh, gaining... Uh, momentum by the by the minute, just wreaking havoc on WCW. Exponential growth. Yes, yeah, exponential growth. This is right before Monday Night Wars. Oh man, what well, what a time to be alive as a young Tolbert watching studio wrestling on a Saturday morning. Man, uh, nothing like it. But uh, Tolbert, what I was die. your thoughts on uh, six? Would, would, <laughs> do you think he was a cool cat? He was a thug. All right, so <laughs> wasn't big. I, mean, I didn't see him that much, you know, in WCW. You know, every once in a while, you know, um, when NWO was on the rise, but then, of course, he switched over to WWF, and, you know, uh, it was NWO versus Generation X every week. Um, so I, I don't know. I thought he was a scraggly little high flyer, man. It look, kind of looks like a piece of shit. And uh, uh, he definitely looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> and the, the thug onesie just doesn't do it for me, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't get thug vibes from him. I get maybe like meth dealer vibes, you know, like he was hanging out with a Southern posse at a, at a dive bar earlier. Yes, Cookie. I real quick. It's really funny that, like, you know, to make someone a thug, you had to put, like, a backwards bandana on them. And if instantly you want to, become a thug, yeah. Instantly a thug. <laughs> and if you want to sell someone from the South, you just put, like, a Confederate flag on them. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, 
So let me break down the uh, the Southern Posse's look. They look very much like what you would imagine a Southern Posse would look like. Um, I don't know how one guy looks so dirty. I don't know. It just looks like if you hose him down, it would just be like brown water running off of him. Sonny Trout may have been the hairiest human being I have ever seen in my entire life. It's thick. It's it's bristly. It's unnecessarily dark and greasy. <laughs> <laughs> he can't help. His genetics, Tolbert. So Vincent is uh, is Six's tag team partner, uh, a very uh, very large wrestler. Um, he looks like he's uh, afraid to touch him. He's like, ew, <laughs> you know, when he goes, you know, for the Irish whips and stuff, and they go for the lockup. <laughs> he came out like Neo, did he not? With the like the the he white uh, the white uh, what what the are they? Oakleys. Yeah, the okay. wraparounds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very uh, Blade vibes, if you will. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was, Matrix, was Matrix out yet? No, I think Matrix came out in 99. By the way, okay. Jasmine says that she is not going to see the new Matrix movie. Why? She said, that's a Tolbert movie, so I have to watch that one with Tolbert. <laughs> yeah, I can't really say I'm excited about it myself, but I will watch it with you, Aaron. Thank you. I, just because... <laughs> There are some movies that are too dumb for Jasmine to watch. And they get pawned off on me. And like Mortal Kombat and King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, a Tolbert movie, honey. And I'm like, oh, great. I I love to uh, play that role in your relationship. (laughs) You get you get all the (laughs) shitty movies that I want to (laughs) watch. Yes. All right. So we've got uh, we've got ourselves a tag team match here. Uh, and it's not so much a tag team match as uh, the Southern Posse uh, jobbing for uh, the NWO. <laughs> yes. On this particular evening. So we get uh, all uh, six pox moves, uh, you know, his, his back heel kicks. You know, what, what's the move, Aaron, where he grabs the face, kind of does like a sit down powerbomb. But oh, they, they call it the X Factor later on yes, in WWF. Yes. yes. But I guess it's like, you know, it's kind of it's starting to become a signature move now we, we we see that move uh you know we see some big clotheslines and stuff from vincent just a bunch of big power moves but uh eventually we see like a, a double submission at the end which is which is pretty cool i haven't seen this move really too often in tag team uh where we get a little bit of interruption from vincent um six locks in his it's kind of like a rear naked choke in the middle of the ring but to uh stop the Southern Posse's tag team partner for coming in and breaking up. Vincent also locks in a submission. So we kind of get his submission like that. is the million dollar dream because he yes. used to be with the million dollar man. Oh. <laughs> or you know. <laughs> there you go, huh? Yeah. So we get a double submission inside the ring. NWO wins. Uh, I guess eventually uh Six is no longer happy in WCW and he moves on to green. No, I think that they politely asked him to leave after he hurt his (laughs) neck. Yeah. (laughs) I think Eric Bischoff literally called him and was like, yeah, you you probably need to sober up and uh, you need to go. Yeah. Then he went on to become uh, an adult film star. Oh, well, after, after (laughs) a a brief stint of five or six years in WWF. Yeah. So I wonder what he's up to now. Uh, I looked it up. He's got a great podcast. He's clean and sober, and he uh, is dating a the, w- one of the writers for Mixedish on uh, the, the, and Blackish. Really? Oh, shit. she's okay. this very pretty mixed girl, and like would you would not think that she would be dating um, one <laughs> Sean Waltman? <laughs> oh, he is a thug. <laughs> he he is a thug, yeah. So he he likes his his uh his coffee brown, just a splash of milk. A splash of milk. <laughs> oh, a man, man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so boys, I guess um, next time I record with you, I will be a father. So uh, you know, just wait. <laughs> uh... This sounds like he's sitting us down to like. <laughs> Prepare us. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut out all the shit jokes. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have to uh, act as such. Not really, but <laughs> Mike, when are you going out of town? Uh, this week. And you're I'll, staying we're... gone for two weeks? No, God, I wish. I'm a, I'm a lonely working man, man. I'm gonna be driving back Sunday. 
So, so we will have our, our year in review a week after uh, the, the year begins. We'll take off next week because it is the holidays and Tolbert will be having a meltdown at home. He doesn't know what to do yet. So um, we'll, we'll figure that out. We're Hopefully actually no meltdowns. Tell, tell people we're taking a week off. Normally we just fucking do it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're telling people this week. Thank God. We're finally helping out our followers, the, the, the faithful ones that are following along. I, I can tell you that of our dozens of listeners, no one has ever messaged me about asking if we, if we had an episode that we- I had Kevin, Kevin from Kentucky definitely sent me a message and said, did you guys take off last week? And I'm like, yeah, I was too busy at work. <laughs> I was too busy with schoolwork. And he's like, oh, okay. Thank you. So fuck you guys. We have had people ask. Also, Kevin, uh, if you're listening today and today is Tuesday, check your mailbox tomorrow. I mailed out your T-shirt finally. Thank God. Aaron. There we go. All right. Sorry, Tolbert. Um, c- can you come up with the haiku for me? Oh, shit. I didn't read the haiku yet. All right. Someone shave that crew. <laughs> Why does he look so dirty? Hey, that ain't any Xbox. <laughs> Thank you, Tolbert. That was actually say his name is Sonny Trout. I looked it up. Sonny Trout. Sonny Trout. Is that a breed of trout? There's rainbow trout. There's Sonny Trout. There's Michael Trout. Brown Trout. trout. Uh, so, Tolbert, uh, b- b- your last few waning moments of, of not being a father. Mm-hmm. Talk to me uh, like just a couple more sen- sentences. Are you, are you? No, I'm, I'm very excited. It's just the, uh... are you excited? Are you, you're, you're nervous though? No, I I'm, I'm all of the above. Uh, I mean, it's the first time I'm doing this. It's a, it's a big thing. So, you know, it's just the uncertainty. Um, you know, you don't know when anything's going to happen, you know, how long it's going to take, how long labor is going to be, you know, all, all of it. So, so um, using... I, I just continue on. I'm just continuing on working, you know, I have to work tonight, actually I have to leave here in just a little bit, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm just working and doing my thing until I get that phone call. <laughs> Tolbert, are, are you going to, uh, take a tab before you go into the, the, the room? <laughs> like, no. are, are you going to experience it? No, no. Uh, it's crazy yeah. enough. He doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't wait till um, Aaron goes through this. You know, he's he's oh in his domestic God. partnership now. He's uh, going to be a taking, giant and a Xanax yeah. pill. He's going to take yeah, the same steps I've, I've I took. You know, years ago, and he will soon be here. And I can't wait to flip this conversation. Yeah. I, I'm going to be, be fighting. Constant. I'm going to be fighting with the nurse and being like. What do you mean I can't bring the cat? He's got an Instagram account. <laughs> the cat needs to be right beside my wife as this baby's coming out. This and I need sibling. to take a picture. <laughs> He's family, damn it. This is an emotional support animal. Aaron, Terry, are you going to you gotta set the environment for uh for your wife. So you gotta have, you know, the Simpsons, you gotta have the <laughs> Dusty Rose, Terry Fong, everyone's gotta be in the room with you. <laughs> I come in there with a cat and two action figures. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, babe, you want to give birth at home watching 1987 Starcade? <laughs> it's a good one, honey. <laughs> I think that's the the Skywalkers one where, where the, the Road Warriors pushed off Jim Cornette from, from the scaffold. Yeah, just as uh, the baby breaches, Jim Cornette starts bleeding all over his white suit. <laughs> all right. Well, that has been it. It is a uh, this is the least festive episode we have had for the show. Oh, for we real? This is a Christmas any... episode. Oh, yeah. This is the Christmas. This episode. is the Christmas <laughs> episode. We did not do this anything kinda, Christmas this, related. This episode kind of embodies my Christmas season this year, waiting on the baby. Uh, we very mel- well might be in the hospital over Christmas. So. I just right. captured and I think, the feeling of, uh, of the season. You know, I mean, if the gif of Tolbert getting slammed into a table on my desktop, I'll probably tweet that out again this year. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. We we had the full blown Christmas episode two years ago. And then last year, we did the Christmas movie episode. This year, we talked about Sean Waltman. Six. <laughs> we were really going places. 
Jasmine was like, honey, are you doing anything special for Christmas? I'm like, I mean, we're talking about Sean Waltman and WCW. That's a, that's a gift enough, is it not? We're taking a step back, boys. <laughs> Let's just rehash all of our Christmas shit. We'll post it all. Oh, the steak log? Oh, the steak oh log. yeah, the steak yeah. log. That was nice. The reading by by our, our own Santa Claus. Oh, oh we'll yeah. We've got some good stuff already. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you next year. And, and Tolbert will be a father. Yes. I, I, doesn't mean I'll <laughs> act like one, but I will be one. <laughs> we do know that this is going to be an audio recording. This is an audio history and, and a <laughs> yes. of, of your life before Damn, having the baby. So we're going to yeah. make this kid listen to it. When she turns fourteen or fifteen years old, right? Yeah, I've got to, I've got to dig out the stone cold onesie to bring her home from the hospital. In <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna like engulf her. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You just imagine. Like, all right, honey, look, you got hundred and thirty-one episodes. You got to burn through because this is everything your daddy did for two and a half years. <laughs> By episode three, when he throws up in the Uber, he, she's no longer listening to our show. Yeah, that's it. That that'll probably be the end of it. <laughs> now, I think that may be episode nine or ten. I, I don't know, but he, he definitely has thrown up in an Uber in the first ten episodes. Yeah, I can't let my daughter, as she gets older, listen to the podcast because anytime I try to discipline her, and it's just all the podcast <laughs> content will just negate all of that. <laughs> yeah, think about all the shit Tobert's done <laughs> two and a half years. Tobert rolled and smoked a massive blunt inside the house that I was living in yeah. on Sixth Street. On the yep. 420 episode yeah, and yeah. started smoking it. Yep. And the lady who lived under me had like emphysema or something. Like she couldn't, I, whatever, the, what is the breathing thing that, that you're emphysema, breathing? Emphysema, COPD, yeah, that's all of it. She, she, was, t- she was coughing all the time and Tolbert smoked a blunt inside that house. I was above her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you were high above her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys and Merry Christmas. Yeah, have a good Christmas, y'all. Merry Happy Christmas, y'all. <laughs>